Conte, who is now in at Tottenham, back in English football today. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew, but you will not be hearing from me much longer. Uh, this is some bonus content for you. Shuban has chimed in with his thoughts. He uh, actually spent a lot of time in Tottenham, of course, because he lives in Tottenham. Spent a lot of time around the stadium on Thursday and actually attended Sunday's game against Burnley. So after a long, long day of drinking and camaraderie with his friends, uh, he wanted to get in and chime in on what he saw this week in and around Tottenham. So this is a firsthand account from our boy Shuban of uh, everything that went on at Spurs this week. Uh, we hope you enjoy this bonus content. Uh, and as always, come on you Spurs. I'm going to share my experiences of, I suppose, being in around Tottenham anyway. Um, for those of you who don't know, I actually am from Tottenham and I live very close to the Spurs ground. And so if I can't go to the game, I'll, I will often, in my pre-injured um, state, um, go to a park to watch the game, just so I cut the atmosphere. And I'm going to talk about both the Arsenal game, which I wasn't at, and the Burnley game, which I was. So, yeah, let's start off with the Arsenal match. Um, so, the Arsenal match, there was definitely some tension in the air. I could feel there was a lot of tension on social media. Because it was one of those, this is one of those swings. If we could win this game, it... I wouldn't say obviously put us in you know in pole position for fourth because obviously we'd only be a point um, you know behind them. But it was one of those matches we thought, Do you know what, we have to win this. A draw just isn't good enough. We need to get all three points. And um, yeah, social media. I got to give um, um, the social media guy Spurs credit. I mean, we. Um, he actually put a store out saying, you know, we were ready in January. Yeah? And uh, he crossed off the Arsenal off the <laughs> off the list. And for those of you who don't know, Arsenal on the tube, a lot of people call Gillespie Road <laughs> to this day. Um, so, yeah, it was just really funny to see that. For me, there was a little bit less tension because um, I was meeting up with a friend of mine from um, Chicago Spurs, uh, who, who I've done um, another part of Four Star Spurs, and we're, I'm very good friends with those guys. And um, so, yeah, it was good to see them. I knew I was going to see them. So, that kind of took the tension off and kind of took the pressure off the match. I was hoping to meet a back, back buddy of mine, uh, James Jimmy C from Brooklyn, but unfortunately, just the timings didn't work out. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just more like, I was, there wasn't really concentrating on the game itself, and that kind of took my mind off it a little bit. And there was a bit of tension though. And um, I, you know, like I said, I did everything to set my mind off this, you know, because like the countdown, it was a bit of like a ticking clock. Uh, I think Gimme Sports interviewed me, and they, they, you know, tried to get me. I was like, I'm not doing predictions, but I will talk about, you know, the, you know, the match if you want. And, um, 
Yeah, and, they, and the first thing was said, look, who's more important to you guys? Uh, you know, is it Romero Kulishevsky? Because I don't think Benzegaard gives enough credit because he's not as, say, impactful, as in, like, you know, goals and assists or, like, amazing tackles that Romero, that Romero does so wonderfully well. But, um, yeah, it, for me, you know, Christian Romero has been an incredible signing. Um, I described him, as I do on the pod, as toxic ponder water filth because... I um, really think he is, and um, you know he absolutely you know you know we were talking about him and they were, they were trying to get me to they were trying to wind me up saying trying to get me to say something controversial. I almost did tell him to fuck off when they actually did say because I was actually kind of being quite nice about Saka like which time would play would I take? I was like Saka was you say he's better than Kulusevski and I almost had to go I was like to fuck off. Um, so yeah, but you know obviously, and then we're sitting down. It's about quarter to seven and um, out of nowhere someone tells us Romero's not playing and we we're all shocked we're like what the hell and you can feel all our jaws we are honestly it feels like someone's let the air out of our tyres or you know literally stolen our balloon it really is um, so that was one of the things we noticed and like I said it was a bit of a strange game and um, I was you know obviously you know, Arsenal came out, they came out really strongly and you thought, oh, well, this would be a tough game. You know, Sanchez, I thought Sanchez got, he got a lot of shit because he's just not Romero, which isn't his fault, but that is, unfortunately, the hand Sanchez was dealt. Uh, he looked rusty. Um, a buddy of mine, Ryan, who um, does <laughs> one of the many other pods that Scotty's on, you know, he, I, I, you know, me, me and him going back and forth. So look, I thought Ryan had a, you know, Ryan, um, Dave had a bit of rust on him, you know, because, you know, you've gone from being not really playing like a few sub-appearances here and there, but you haven't really started any games, and now you're going up in the cauldron of North London Derby, and I thought it was a bit harsh on him, but, you know, he's there to do a role, and to fair, he did a decent role of it, I thought. Um, and obviously, once the penalty goes in, so those of you who don't know, I am very superstitious, I can't watch penalties. <laughs> Um, oh, you understand the burning of what happened later. I um, I hid in the toilet because I just can't take the tension of penalties because it was so tense. It was one of those like we have to get a win out of it. We have to get the lead because I really felt that if we could get the lead, unlike last season, I thought we could hold on to it. I really felt that you know I I can't think of apart from Southampton. I can't think of many games where we've gone in front. And yeah, obviously, obviously, drawn game, obviously, Liverpool quite noticeably, but generally, when we go in front, we're able to hold on to the lead, kind of thing. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, then, you know, obviously, it was really weird because holding was actually doing some really. I don't know about Rob Holding, I don't know anything about him, because I don't really watch a lot of Arsenal games. And, but he seems to have this real thing like I'm gonna kick the crap out of I'm gonna ram or son and it, it just didn't work. But the referee was being very lenient. He kept saying, like, you know what, I'm warning you, you are gonna get in, into the book. And there was one moment where Sonny almost fell for it. Yeah, you, know, you get the, you know, you see the I love how different people say like it's a judo move, it's uh, a wrestling move. It's, it is a, it's a move in wrestling, it's called a suplay. It means suit means under and play. Um, it's um, yes, it was a suplex, and it does. You think Hamid's about to lose it, and to be fair, it's kind of reminds me of when you see is it uh, Kane that drags him away, 
does his best. And so you see, so there's a video of like some cat, some cat's mad find another cat, and then the, the I don't know the Labrador just goes up, picks him up, saying, "No, get away from this. You're not. You want to fight tonight." And that's what it reminded me of a little bit. Um, so yeah, um, and then you know, yeah, obviously. Yeah, we go on and then obviously Rob Holding eventually does give away this again, does the second yellow. I'm expecting to see Tom Coleman, he didn't. I couldn't understand it why. I'm guessing it's because Ben White was injured and he probably thought he's only got half an in and you know I can't risk him getting injured. This is long before Gabriel gets injured. And you know, and obviously we score and then yeah, which I was able to see. And um, again, it's one of the weird things is um, it was really hot stuffy. I was giving out cards for my, for my buddy who does, you know, for my, you know, not a rival podcast. I think the space related podcast, but he's, he's, a, he's a buddy of mine. Give out the cards, and I go outside get some fresh air, and suddenly he's like, "One minute, you scored already!" And that I think really just honestly, you talk about let out the tires. They're out the tires. They just seem deflated. And um, you got to give credit to Dave. Obviously, it does help when they're playing ten men, but it's not as if we get a lot of energy. But it's still a lot of stuff in there. And we get we got through. I was like, yeah, yeah, the relief and everything on all of us because there were just more relief just to get through. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that's basically my recap of the Arsenal game. Really, um, it was it was just so obviously you know. For me, it was the, could the big test could we survive without Romero? What we were able to, obviously, we also know what happened in the Burnley game, but we clearly miss Romero and that lack of that bench, you know, almost comes to haunt us again because, like I said, we weren't, yeah, I think we brought Harry Wings on, we brought on Bergwijn and Lucas, but it's not as if you're thinking, oh my God, that is a deep bench there, you know. So yeah, I am going to talk about the Burnley game, which I was at, and um, yeah, hopefully you enjoy those thoughts. Um, so, uh, alright, now to talk about the Burnley match. Um, so for those of you wondering why it was so ridiculously early, even in the UK we were complaining about it, we are like, what the hell is it? Why is it midday one? Essentially, um, for those of you who don't know, the Premier League rights in the UK are split between three broadcasters, Amazon, um, Sky Sports and BT and so BT Sport had the midday game and for whatever reason I preferred that and that, yeah, we, Sky, had, Sky showed us instead but for whatever reason it was BT Sport and you, you know, here's the thing we played an evening game against Arsenal we had what, one day off possibly and one day to do something and we're playing a Burnley team that was fully rested I'm not saying that we just weren't as sharp. And there's always that fear, is what we call, you know, post the Lord Mayor show. It's kind of like, you go to London, it's the Lord Mayor show, it's loads of pomp and pageantry, it's all special, and suddenly it's like, oh, what's the day after the Lord Mayor show? It's nothing, it's just, it's just a normal day in London. And there was that feeling of that. And like I said, it's not, I just don't think we were as sharp. We clearly miss Kuliszewski. I mean, like, I'm not gonna dig out more, and I don't, I just, I'm sure the boys, and Kaz have talked spoke about you know why um, Bergwijn over Mora. I don't understand it. I was looking to see you know Bergwijn you know, Mora take on his man. He did come on sometimes, but there wasn't enough really. And yeah, we had some chances, but we weren't really. 
I think we looked spent and we were fatigued. And in that first half, like I said, it was a penalty. It was a very harsh penalty on them, really. It was one, it was a VIR penalty that's gone against us a few times. I think we know what happened in the Champions League final and obviously against City back in 2019 and that, you know, that save that Hugo made. Um, you know, it was a handball and thankfully the letter of law worked out for us. This is a must win. And I, I remember saying, so those of you who don't know, obviously I live around the ground, I live around the conference lane. I actually, because um, I can't drive or anything else and can't walk as much as I, was, I used to, I um, took a bus and to, to Edmonton and then basically was wait. I thought, you know, I screwed away from that assumption and walked down as much as I can. I get a bus, I get a bus. And um, I went to a place called the Gilpins, um, yeah, met some friends, um, just chilled. So, so, yeah, so I yeah, some a bus. Because for us, for those of you who don't know, obviously I'll be speaking with, yeah, a lot of the Dark Demo guys over the summer and stuff like that. But for a lot of people at Spurs, I won't see them now for a whole season. I mean, some of the guys, you know, they may come down and we might see each other a little bit, but it's unlikely. And so it was saying goodbye to each other for the summer. It really is. It really is like the last day of school. It's got the last day of school feel to it. And you weren't really able to enjoy it because like trying to get down to the game and then obviously you're going on to other things. So there was a real sense of this is the last day and they could feel it in the air. Um, I went to another pub and didn't see anyone my was there. So, and then I went into, um, there's you guys, um, I think, this is someone this one mean a lot but if you're um, Scotty Cat uh, from Seattle Spurs or you're Joey uh, K and Steph from Arizona Spurs you know the Chinese place I took you to to get um, a bad salvaloy well next door to that is a sweet shop I go to a lot as well and the main one Harry he's a uh, uh, big big yellow and uh, he didn't have a ticket but he was like you know we're just catching up, yeah, seeing me, he's obviously seen me in the cast. And I just said, look, as long as we go, goal, I don't care how we get it, if it comes off someone's arse and he goes over the line, that's all we need. And that's the best I can describe this game. We got basically, you know, it basically bounced off someone's arse and it got us over the line. Uh, second half, Burnley, had, you know, obviously they realised they were in the bottom three, they had to get out. And I think our fatigue showed and... We, there's just not anyone on the bench that we can really look to, really. Not really. I mean, Kuliszewski, he's not. He, he looks a bit jaded, you know, and I think this week's rest will do him good. But, you know, there was no one else there, not really. And, you know, they were taking lumps. And, you know, to be fair to Burnham, they started playing out because, I mean, Nick Pope took his sweet ass time. But, you know what? That's what I would do. You know, because they. They have, I think, two games rather than the one game, so they didn't need to win this as much. They just agreed not to lose, and that's what they could. That's what they came to. Do. They came not to lose. And when you're playing a team like that, you know, if you look at the golf between us and Liverpool, look at the golf between us and Burnley. I don't blame Burnley for playing the tactics as they did. Ashley Barnes did hit the post. He had a little unlucky. He had some chances, didn't take them, and. Um, you know, we saw it out, you know, and it was really lovely towards the end. Obviously, the yeah, the, they did like, you know, the groundsmen got their awards. Oh, is that a trophy for you, Lord? Well, it is because they, you know what? Our stadium post-COVID is going to take a lot, a bit of a battering. Obviously, you've got Guns and Roses coming and 
probably take a swift, maybe, which I'm sure Andrew will be very happy about. Uh, boxing, the NFL and everything else. So um, it's definitely going to be um, an interesting period of time. And so, um, what's the word? Yeah, credit to the staff, because it's very well patched. I mean, the, towards the end, you can see the pitch had cut up a little bit, which, and obviously, you know, I think the ladies are playing that last Saturday, um, they've done their work, but you know, it wasn't, you know, yeah, you'd had a whole season on it. I mean, that see that pitch, and, you know, that side show a bit of wear and tear. And um, so, yeah, and it was nice to see Sonny getting his award um, for young, you know, for player of the year. And obviously, they did the match day, you know, like, yeah, you know, the families come out because you obviously it's not, you know, yeah, I mean, the you know, the players are very well compensated, they work very hard, they obviously, their match days off, they spend time with their family, see pictures of them on Instagram, spend time with their families and stuff like that. But it was just nice. And they, they did the parade. And one of the things you did get a feeling of is that Steven Berg won, won like um, the goal of the season. And he was like, he took it, he was happy, but you know what? You could just tell, like he just thought, you know, I'm not going to be here next season. And he just had a look of a man that I'm not, I know I'm not going to be here next season. Um, and it was interesting because you saw Lucas and he was like, Lucas is like, yeah, everyone's like playing Lucas's kids. And and do you know what? Sometimes you need squad players. You need someone that you can basically, be, who's willing to be an impact player. To be fair, that's not what I want. I want someone that I know can, can, that is willing, that is also, that is willing to be an impact player, but is also good enough to compete with the first team that you think, oh my God, it keeps everyone on their toes. And Lucas isn't that. So I do think Lucas and Bergwijn will go. Um, Emerson Royal, he didn't have any family with him. I don't know for whatever reason. And I don't know if he's, if he's married or had any children. But he tried to get some of his mates, like taking pictures and selfies and stuff like that. But it was more a case of like, he, he just felt like, you just felt he's not going to be here. And he was acting like a guy that wasn't going to be here, you know? And I think it did feel like there were some players saying goodbye a lot. Um, you know, so that's what that feeling was to me. So yeah, but like I said, it's always good. And you know, you know, it, for me, obviously, this for me, this season isn't over because there's going to be another event at the Annie in a few weeks. So I look forward to that, and I'll be saying goodbye to a few more, you know, a few more mates there. But no, like I said, yeah, you know, they're not very good. You know, these are people coming to the Annie rather than going to Spurs games, even though most of the people that go to the Annie are Spurs fans. Um, no, it was a really, it was a good time. Everyone kind of, you know, gave their all. I met some good people, uh, and it reminded me why I even go to those matches. You know, you know, you do make mates, uh, and some of them you're going to make mates for the rest of your life. I mean, I've made um, the people I met six years ago, six seven years ago. I'm still good friends with to this day. People I met. To over 10 years ago now, I'm still good mates with. And, um, you know, obviously there's the club that links you and that obviously keeps you more in each other's lives. And so I'm hoping now that A, hopefully we'll hopefully achieve top four and we're just going to be better to be, we're just going to be a better side, hopefully. And hopefully now I am not, now that I've had, uh, you know, as you don't know, I had COVID and I remember my family had COVID as well. So, I'm not saying I'm more comfortable with COVID, but I'm just like, do you know what? If it happens, it happens. But I'm not going to be afraid to go to matches. 
and hopefully yeah i'm gonna enjoy the social aspect of the game because that's what football does it brings people together and for me being a tottenham native and being able to share yeah my love of the area my love of you know the local places to go eat be it chips uh, being chips or curry sauce or a bad sausage um or a curry do you know what I mean? It was just, uh, it was good to be a part of that. So yeah, and hopefully um, come next season, um, we'll have some of the Depe guys come over. Yeah, oh, and hopefully Kaz as well. And um, yeah, I look forward to showing my bit North London. So um, forgive my voice. I um, don't normally sound so uh, deep voiced and monotonous. Um, but uh, there was a lot of singing done and a bit of ale drinking. So as always, come on you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot. And as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>